The defection of a Syrian Air Force colonel is certainly a boost to rebel morale, but it's increased access to weapons and aid that seems to be making a real difference to the Syrian rebels' cause. Joseph Holliday is an analyst at the Institute for the Study of War in Washington. He's been tracking the flow of weapons and aid to the Syrian rebels. Joe Holliday, first of all, where in Syria are these supplies getting across the border? Which borders? First of all, I would point out that since the beginning of the armed opposition last fall, most of the weapons that they've been getting have been coming from inside Syria. They've been taking them during raids on regime checkpoints, or they've been buying them from corrupt regime officials. They've also supplemented this by getting black market weapons across the borders, primarily from Lebanon and from Iraq. What's happened in the last month is uh, there have been uh, an increase in weapons coming across the Turkish border, and that's been reflected in rebel capabilities in the northern parts of the country. What are they getting? Well, the biggest thing that I've seen as far as, uh, as far as what they've received is really just ammunition. Frankly, I haven't seen any higher-end weapons any more than we've seen early on. Uh, it's just that they've been able to mount more operations, more attacks recently, which really points to more ammunition to use against the regime. The last thing I'd point out is that they're much better at using uh, roadside bombs at IEDs. Uh, and I think that's the primary thing contributing to their ability to defeat the regime's armor, their tanks. And wh- where are they getting the, the kind of knowledge about IEDs from? Frankly, it's not that complicated to build build these bombs. Uh, there's there's information uh, from journalists in the country that they're building homemade explosives or, or mixing homemade explosives, as we saw in Iraq and Afghanistan. I think the biggest difference is they've started to use uh, bigger and bigger IEDs. There were a number of Syrians who, who fought in the insurgency in Iraq against the United States and the coalition there. And so uh, this this cadre of individuals might have brought these capabilities back to Syria with them. So you're saying they're getting uh, the, the rebels are getting a lot of ammunition. Are they getting money? Is that coming across the border as well? Up until you know recently, money has been really the, the only thing they've gotten from the outside world, and that money is what has allowed them to purchase weapons from the Syrian officials or from black markets, as I discussed earlier. So I'd venture to bet that there's still more money coming across than anything else. And Joe, how are you able to track all of this from Washington? I spent a lot of energy uh, looking at YouTube videos, frankly. Uh, There's a lot of videos coming out, and they really come in two flavors. One of them are are statements from rebel commanders. And and these statements talk about where they're operating, who they are, what units they defected from, how they're organized, and how the units are related to one another. And that's really been the focus of my research. But there's also been a number of videos that show actual attacks, rebel activity. And so in these videos, you can see the weapons that they're using and how they're using them. For example, I have seen some advanced anti-tank guided missiles, but I've seen those since this past January. And uh, those were of the AT-7 variety, of which the regime has large stockpiles themselves. And, And still my assessment is that they've gotten those from within the country. Now, you've written that Syria is at a tipping point where uh, the the rebels will soon have more territory under their control than Assad's regime. How much of Syria does the opposition control right now? Well, I think an important distinction is that I I do believe they're about to own more of the country in physical space, but all of the key urban centers still belong to the Assad regime. So you have this urban-rural stalemate that's emerged in which the regime has enough forces to seize and to hold these key urban centers, but they don't have enough forces to pursue the rebels into the countryside. And for their part, the rebels have learned that when they are overmatched, when the regime brings enough combat power to defeat them, their best move is to withdraw rather than to stand and fight. 
there's a couple other factors here as well. First of all, the insurgency is inherently local, right? These guys all fight in their hometowns. And so they don't have the type of, of organization or, or professionalized military they would need to mount a, a, an offensive campaign. But as far as pure capabilities are concerned, the regime still has far more capabilities than that. Joseph Holliday with the Institute for the Study of War in Washington. His latest research is about the strength and effectiveness of Syria's armed opposition. Joe Holliday, thanks indeed. Thank you. You can get the latest news on Syria from our partners at the BBC and find more of our ongoing coverage, including maps of the region. That's all at theworld.org.